0: Hello everyone, this is Andrew Pond, Artistic Director of Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Welcoming you to this special preview episode of Clusterfuck, launching April 1st. Clusterfuck is the story of Violet, a psychologist in training struggling to navigate young adulthood and a challenging master's program at a prestigious university. People are the most interesting thing in the world to her, and she wants nothing more than to understand them. If she helps someone along the way, cool. The catch? Violet just might be a sociopath. When Violet's professor diagnoses her with cluster B antisocial personality disorder and the news spreads throughout campus, the world that she used to sail through with ease and grace turns hostile. Her emotionally stunted, sleep-deprived lab partner, Penelope, and high-strung roommate, Kira, are the only people who don't believe that Violet is a monster. What follows is an interview with Emily Robinson Dykstra, the director of Clusterfuck, talking about the process, technology, and some professor stories of her own. We hope you enjoy. Okay. Um, all right. So first off, thank you for taking the time to do this, um, after a very long day of recording. Um, All right. First question. What drew you to this project?
1: Um, I really liked the premise of this project. I thought I've always been um, excited and like fascinated by psychology. Like I don't have a lot of experience with it. I took classes, a class maybe in high school and uh, I think a class in college. Um, But I've always been fascinated by the study of the brain. So when this came around, I thought, okay, that sounds a lot like a great chance to dig into that. And then um, it was also the premise of somebody who's so excited about this, who wants to study this and make this her life's work, having the diagnosis that Violet has. I just thought, okay, there's a lot to unpack there that could make for a really interesting story. And so um, that was what was so interesting to me about this particular project
0: excellent um is this the first audio drama that you've directed and if it is okay well then (laughs) what that i don't have to give you the (laughs) part of that um well then what what are sort of the 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 challenges of of being a live a live theater director who now has switched over to directing audio drama
1: um, yeah it's it's very different um because I'm I think the the thing for me that I had to come up with and be more conscious of was the sounds that we make when we do things with our bodies that we're not doing on stage um, so in the way that um I guess it kind of was replacing the the work that I would do in blocking for a live performance mm-hmm. I had to essentially sound block if that makes sense um so uh you know i i still had to kind of visualize w- what people's bodies were doing and then uh you know think through okay well what sound would they be making because their body isn't actually doing it and they're not actually um you know when you have your props and your costumes and you're physically doing the movements um you those are just natural parts of it that we kind of had to invent um so that was I think a, a big difference.
0: Cool, cool. Um, what challenges did this project, especially considering the fact that it's being done during this pandemic what what challenges did that present for you?
1: Um, I love the collaborative part of acting and directing, mm-hmm. and so the I just miss. Being in a theater with people <laughs> like a whole lot, um, yeah. which you know we had we had a lot of good moments in recording, but I uh, I really miss that part. Um, so I'm 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 happy to uh, you know to have those moments in a recording, but I do think that um, had we been able to be in person together recording it, um, that would have been really special uh, also. And and those are the types of things that I miss.
0: Uh, right
1: mm-hmm. now, in the sad, the sad yeah. times that we're in.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I completely understand. Um, we used to do one of our other, our our one <clears throat> audio drama podcast that we were doing before this all happened. We used to record live in my living room. Oh yeah. And, and so it, it was sort of like. It was fine to do it live, like we're doing live and remotely, like we're doing now. But I, I had the same feeling. It's like it's not quite the same, yeah. As as what you, what you, the bounce that you have off of other people.
1: Yeah, and I think there's visual cues that you can get from people. Like we had those in rehearsal when we rehearsed over mm-hmm. Zoom, um, and I think that was good to have that as a gauge for when we moved to audio only for recording. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was, um, it was cool to have those, but yeah, when you're in person, you don't get those, uh, you do get those, um, those things in the moment. Um, so those were definitely, it was, it was a different experience.
0: Yeah. Um, well, what, I know this is your first one, but what is, what are some of the things then that you really like about telling stories in an audio format? What do you think are some, some unique positives about that?
1: Um, While well, I like that, um, or, you know, I talked about earlier how it was a challenge to, uh, you know, just have to kind of block all of those things with sound in a way that mm-hmm. wouldn't have been on stage. I, I like that challenge. Um, and it was something that that pushed me, but I liked doing it. I do have a film background, too. I I studied both in college. And so mm-hmm. um, it, it put me back into oh, I have to design sound effects and think about those types of things and I have to think about um, you know what what the story what can be told with sound And I think um, in a, a different way, the way that when you're reading a book, your imagination is kind of limitless
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: and where you can take that you know anytime you're watching a film or a theater production, you're you're being told what to see um which is fun i love that part of it but one thing i like about the audio format is you can kind of it's like being in a book where you can uh imagine what you see and the the possibilities of that are endless which i think is really cool
0: awesome um besides this podcast which of course you have had an integral hand in um if you could guest star on any other podcast, what would it be?
1: So I don't get a, I wish I could listen to more podcasts because I work um, from home. So I don't have a commute and I also need the language center of my brain to work. <laughs> <laughs> so I really right. am sad because there are so many great ones out there. But ones I really, really enjoy listening to are Mark Marin's WTF. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like if I could be a guest on that, that means I probably made it. To like a really good point in my career as an actor, um, to you know, I don't I don't need or want to be famous, but there sadly has to be a, a a level of that to be cast consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that would mean that I'm probably getting a lot of good work, making movies and things like that, um, and consistent uh, consistent work that way. And also, I love how he digs into what makes an artist tick. Mm-hmm. And what makes um, like their they, he talks about their approach to art, um, so he gets into their history as a person and then art. Um, the other uh, the other podcast would be film spotting because I like analyzing films and comparing films and um, you know critiquing them. So that would be the other one.
0: Awesome, awesome. And last question, and probably the most important, considering <laughs> yeah. the considering where this uh, podcast takes place. Um, Bad professor stories.
1: Yeah. I have a friend that went through something with a professor and it's, you know, it's that person's story to tell. It's not mine, but I will say that Dr. Marin's, manipulation of some situations has Mm -hmm. some parallels. (laughs) Um, So that felt familiar in some ways. (laughs) So I could, I could relate to the stories that my friend told me uh, when I was dealing with Marin. Um, And, you know, I don't think Dr. Marin's a a bad person. I just think she's is misguided in how she goes about being excited and pursuing these lines of research. But um, yeah, yeah, there's a, I can definitely see some parallels. (laughs)
0: But uh, excellent, excellent. Well, that was all the questions I had. Um, So uh, thank you once again. This really was uh, amazing. And you were, it, 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 it really went very well. And so thank you so much. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this special preview episode of Clusterfuck, which launches April 1st. If you want to support this particular podcast, you can do so at redcircle.com slash shows slash clusterfk, where you can make a direct donation. You can also go to patreon.com slash efct, where for a monthly pledge, you can get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content and some wonderful merchandise that'll make you the best-dressed person on campus. Are you wary of commitment? Well, that's all right. You can go to buymeacoffee.com EFCT where you can make a one-time donation that'll keep us caffeinated to pull those all-night study sessions before we launch on April 1st. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you again soon.